0: Jonathan walked to the Rue de la Paroise and turned left, then went on to the Rue des Sablons, which crossed it. In his shop, Jonathan dialed Dr. Perrier's number, which he knew by heart. The nurse said the doctor was booked up today, which Jonathan had expected. But this is urgent. It's something that won't take long. Just a question, really. But I must see him. You are feeling weak, Monsieur Trovani? Yes, I am, Jonathan said at once. He got an appointment for 12 noon. The hour had a certain doom about it. Jonathan was a picture framer. He cut mats and glass, made frames, chose frames from his stock for clients who were undecided. And once in a blue moon, in buying old frames at auctions and from junk dealers, he got a picture that was of some interest with a frame, a picture which he could clean and put in his window and sell. But it wasn't a lucrative business. He scraped along. Seven years ago, he'd had a partner, another Englishman from Manchester, and they'd started an antique shop in Fontainebleau, dealing mainly in junk, which they refurbished and sold. This hadn't paid enough for two, and Roy had pushed off and got a job as a garage mechanic somewhere near Paris. Shortly after that, a Paris doctor had said the same thing that a London doctor had told Jonathan. You're inclined to anemia. You better have frequent checkups and it's best if you don't do any heavy work. So, From handling armoires and sofas, Jonathan had turned to the lighter work of handling picture frames and glass. Before Jonathan had married Simone, he had told her that he might not live more than another six years, because just at the time he met Simone, he had it confirmed by two doctors that his periodic weakness was caused by myeloid leukemia. Now, Jonathan thought, as he calmly, very calmly, began his day, Simone might remarry if he died. Simone worked five afternoons a week from 2.30 p.m. until 6.30 p.m. at a shoe shop in the Avenue Franklin Roosevelt, which was within walking distance of their house, and this was only in the past year when Georges had been old enough to put into the French equivalent of kindergarten. He and Simone needed the 200 francs per week that Simone earned, but Jonathan was irked by the thought that Brazard, her boss, was a bit of a lecher. Liked to pinch his employees' behinds and doubtless try his luck in the back room where the stock was. Simone was a married woman, as Brizard well knew. So there was a limit as to how far he could go, Jonathan supposed, but that never stopped his type from trying. Simone was not at all a flirt. She had a curious shyness, in fact, that suggested that she thought herself not attractive to men. It was a quality that endeared her to Jonathan. In Jonathan's opinion, Simone was supercharged with sex appeal though of the kind that might not be apparent to the average man, and it annoyed Jonathan especially that the cruising swine Broussard must have become aware of Simone's very different kind of attractiveness, and that he wanted some of it for himself. Not that Simone talked much about Brizard. only once had she mentioned that he tried it on with his women employees, who were two besides Simone. For an instant that morning, as Jonathan presented a framed watercolor to a client, he imagined Simone after a discreet interval, succumbing to the odious brisard, who after all was a bachelor and financially better off than Jonathan. Absurd, Jonathan thought. Simone hated his type. Oh, it's lovely. Excellent, said the young woman in a bright red coat, holding the watercolor at arm's length. Jonathan's long, serious face slowly smiled, as if a small and private sun had come out of the clouds and begun to shine within him. She was so genuinely pleased. Jonathan didn't know her. In fact, she was picking up the picture that an older woman, perhaps her mother, had brought in. The price should have been twenty francs more than he had first estimated, because the frame was not the same as the older woman had chosen. Jonathan had not had enough in stock, but Jonathan didn't mention this and accepted the eighty francs agreed upon. Then Jonathan pushed a broom over his wooden floor and feather dusted the three or four pictures in his small front window. His shop was positively shabby, Jonathan thought that morning. No color anywhere, frames of all sizes leaning up against unpainted walls, samples of framed wood hanging from the ceiling, a counter with an order book, ruler, pencils. At the back of the shop stood a long wooden table where Jonathan worked with his miter boxes, saws, and glass cutters. Also on the big table were his carefully protected sheets of mat board, a great roll of brown paper, Rolls of string, wire, pots of glue, boxes of variously sized nails, and above the table on the wall were racks of knives and hammers. In principle, Jonathan liked the 19th century atmosphere.